childhood nickname and the people you grew up with aka family members don't respect you, <laughs> you know? so like your family they call you your nickname you can put it out there if you want ej they call you ej my family call me aj we're both named after our fathers right what's your father's nickname it was ej it, my father's nickname was aj therefore my nickname was aj growing up and i was like yo yo he, he got his name i got his name he has his nickname let me get my own nickname. Just call me Antoine. Nah, we ain't calling you Antoine. You AJ. Like, yo, he AJ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Let me be me. You know? Nah, but, fuck that. And That's how I go. When, when they say that shit around people that ain't family, like, who know me, like, outside of family, they right. just be saying the shit so confidently, like. Like, bro, nah, you, like, ain't, you ain't got no stripes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, no, bro. I, I have to remind people, like. Like, cause I always forget until I get to my mom's house. People know me like so. If you know me from fifth grade and up, as middle school, high school, college, adulthood, blah blah blah. You know me as Twan, Twan Lack, Antoine. Right. They meet my mama. AJ. Who is AJ? Yeah. Who is this to you? Yeah. You don't know. You don't know AJ. My mom. She don't. She named me, but she don't know what it is. <laughs> and then they feel empowered to call you that shit. Right. Like, nah, nigga. Like, nah, nah, nah. You don't call me no agent. That ain't my name. <laughs> they didn't want to tell other people that what your nickname is. Oh, you know they call them. No, bro. No, like, yeah, they don't. They, they call me, and I can't give them to the stop. <laughs> you, know you ain't finna start. Nah, that's how it is. I got that's a nickname so, like that, so too. So shit, we got AJ, EJ, and JJ. Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna put it out there, but I. I know yeah, you was because you had the opportunity to do it, but I was like, this nigga's not gonna put nah, it out I'm there, so I'm it. gonna do it for him. Nah, yeah. I don't need niggas going, hey JJ, nah, no. who? So low key, we the JJJ, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Triple J's, all well, that. Saying, it's like we will try to be the KKK, but we got dyslexia. You know? <laughs> Picked the wrong letter on the keyboard. Yo, we, J come from Junior too, right? We, we just a one step better. What? What you saying? Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. JK. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, JK, just ki- just kidding. So he was actually your, your <laughs> while you was avoiding his question. I'm gonna bring it back. Oh, which was a oh, junior too, right? Johnson Jr. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, that shit crazy. Oh, Johnson Jr.? Yeah. Well, that is the most countryest thing. Hey, look. <laughs> Last name, not NJ, JJ. Nope. <laughs> JJ. No, no, I'm from the country. But oh, you jun- oh, you junior, ain't it? Oh, that 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 Johnson Jr. right there, that Johnson son. <laughs> I always wonder how people feel like running around being called junior though. Like, nah, you junior. Like, Yo, I literally, my cousin was, we, I thought his name was Junior. You know what I'm saying? Like, Junior say, I, I yeah. thought his name was Junior until I was, like, middle school. And I realized, oh, he, he <laughs> named that his daddy, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, I'm the second. I'm not a junior. I'm the second. And so, like, like oh, he's just, he's named that his daddy. Just, he's a junior. So, they just call him Junior. See, he had his own nickname. They respect him enough yeah. to get him his own nickname. Yeah, I got a childhood friend. Grew down the street. Like, we always call that nigga Junior. Like, that was his name. I I mean, I knew his name, but, like, 
He was Junior. Yeah, like nobody ever called him by his his name. Like we just called him Junior. And then my godson, my youngest godson, he he's a junior. And it'd be so weird when his mom called him by his full name because it's, it's his dad's name. His dad's my best friend. So it's like, it's like it's just weird. Oh, here. that's how you know he's in trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's in trouble. That's like. how you know it's serious. She say the whole name, you know. <laughs> so I, I brought this up because, number one, you was talking about it. But number two, I was at a, got to gotta brag real quick, my goddaughter graduated high school at the age of 15. Hey, you know that's that's yeah, black that's excellence, dope. man. You that know, is black excellence. And never made a B, 4.0. That's, hey, look, let's let's give her a little. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Just want to shout that out there. You know, black girl magic. Yeah. Yes. And she's yes. already taking college courses. Like, she she didn't even take the summer off. She went straight to it. So we had her, we had her graduation slash sweet 16 party. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the pandemic, you haven't seen a lot of these people in, like, years so I walk in with my wife and they're like, hey, Jay, who that? I said, oh my God, who's that? <laughs> you know me as Antoine, but right, <laughs> right. you know I'm Antoine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you ain't seen me in a while. Now I'm back to AJ Cole. All right, cool. This my wife. <laughs> Does she ever call you that? Who, my goddaughter? No, your wife. No, no, no. no. no, no. Ever? Never. Never. Because she met me in college. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in fact, she she's she's uh, and it sounds so weird. She's trying to call me Twine every now and then. Okay. <laughs> but it sounds weird. <laughs> what did she call you, Antoine? Just she's, she's straight, straight Antoine? up Antoine. So, so when you was in when you was at Morehouse, it was just Antoine. Just straight up Antoine. All right. So it's levels to this shit. Because you got you got No Twine Lack. So so this is how Twine Lack came about. I was gonna say that's that's later in life. It, right? I'm a, but in it originated in college. Okay. But I but that way he was doing this thing. He was doing this <laughs> thing. So at Morehouse, you know, it's 800 men, 800 men, 700 black men, 100 others. So it's destined to be one Some or two. Some other Antoine. Right. So so them other people became Antoine. I was Twan. Everybody just called me Twan. Okay. And then uh, and then for some reason, they just stopped calling me Twan and started calling me Lack. My, uh, the first half of my first, my, my last, the first half of my last name. Pulling rubbing off him. Hey, I was about to say, you sound like me over there, bro. <laughs> I do, but, but then women at Spelman, they still call me Twine. And so I was literally, it was a group of us just chilling after a meeting or after a party or something. And two people tried to get my attention at the same time, and it was Twine and Lack simultaneously. I was like, that actually kind of flows. So I became Twine Lack that day. Do you In remember? This is no shade. I'm just asking. Do y'all remember when Twine was the, the gay version of Antoine? Like torn, yeah, was it? Yeah. So so so, and let me tell you something else. R. Kelly always has Twan reference somewhere. If you go, if you go back and watch the same girl video, and he flips up his cell phone, it's only like five contacts in his phone: Studio, Twan, Usher. Oh wow! <laughs> you, know what I'm you a real fan? I'm not a real fan. It's not a real <laughs> fan. But I just it just. Just, and then, uh, and so then, you telling me you was one of the five contacts in the same no, girl video? No, I'm not video. saying that. I'm saying in in if you listen to Trapped in the Closet, I think his brother in law name was Twan. Hey man, Twan. Yeah, yeah, that's, we, that's because Twan be out here working. Okay, can we use this to segue? Because I have a, I have a older. She ain't even that much fucking older, but like a little bit older than us, and. 
me and another friend, mutual friend, mentioned your name around her. And she was like, Twine, that's a gay name. It was like, no, the fuck it's not. Like, <laughs> yeah, Twine ain't gay. Right? Not in like, 2021. No, you got to do a lot more in, to be. In the, in the 80s, in the 70s, yes. Because right. I got an uncle, and and I clown him because, you know, he, he's not that good looking. But his name Ricky. And I was like, pretty, pretty Ricky, what they called him, from Martin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was like, Twine, that's a gay name. Hey, all right, Twan, Twan. <laughs> like, all right. It's so I the reason why I wanted to use that as a segue. It's like one just getting older in like the day and age we in. Like you realize there was so much stupid shit that they uh, tied to like sexuality. Yes, like that had nothing to fucking do with nothing sexuality. With and they still do that though. Don't say back in the day right. they still do that. Right? Because she like we were talking to him. Was like, bro, that's. That's not no. What is you talking about? And like, how do you how do you determine a gay name? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, what what is a gay name? Yeah. It, well, it depends on how you say Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus really does it because you can say Marcus in many different ways. Marcus. And, right. If you Eartha uh, Kitt, that's Eartha. Marcus. Nah, yeah. yeah you, nah, 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 you try. Now nah, I, I was watching. Uh, you know they be having the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the walling out clips on YouTube, uh-huh. and yeah. it's a nigga on their name Santuan. So uh, Chico was like, "Damn, your mama knew you was gay from birth." She made your ass Santuan. That would be weird seeing a, a straight any, dude any with long vowels. If it's a long vowel, I don't know. We you might be questionable. So like Aaron, yeah. Nah, come on. Man. Nah, that S on the front of Antoine, like that damn. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't believe I still don't believe in gay names though. Like, yeah, nah. I don't because you know these girls on the internet they be like uh, anything make you gay on the internet, man. The, I think the most recent one I saw she was like uh, he ordered appetizer or some crap. Like, oh this, man, this? yeah. If you order appetizer, you are not gay. I'm sorry, appetizer be hitting. That's just like ordering tap. That's the thing they say. That's yeah. Yes. They say if you if she said if you that hungry, just get two entrees. What bruh. the fuck? Yes, bro. Come on. Yes. Ordering <laughs> so an appetizer is bruh. gay. According to the internet, some of the best foods are appetizers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like, uh, matter of fact, I can't tell you. I've only had one real meal at Hands. I've only gotten the wings. <laughs> right, wings. Appetizer. Yes. Right. Them chili tie wings or whatever they are. Man, be bussing. Bussing with that so house made ranch dress. Man, come on. So if you be like. I want the calamari, but I want a calamari meal. Does that make it not be gay? Like, they ain't got no you, calamari meal, man. <laughs> you, 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 gonna, add french, <laughs> you gotta add french fries to it for uh, it not uh, to be gay? According to her, <laughs> if you're ordering an appetizer, you know what I'm saying? Bro. Real men get two entrees. Right. No mozzarella sticks. Oh, no, and then, and then no. another one. Another so one we, of, can't, we can't enjoy nah. the finger foods. Nope. Yeah, you can't get no dips. <laughs> and then another, what you dipping for? Another thing she said was, uh, why are you taking your food home? Like, bro, we can't eat. What the fuck? Yeah, Ma'am, she, I am frugal. She said straight <laughs> men finish their meals or just throw it away. Like, bro, what? What? <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Talk mm-hmm. about toxic masculinity. <laughs> like coming, <laughs> coming from feminists. <laughs> coming from feminists. Toxic masculinity coming from feminists. Yeah, I told you I'd be messing up my words. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't get uh you can't get manhood advice from Twitter. Just <laughs> have you right. all throw <laughs> the internet, period. Because like trolling trolling is such embedded to the experience. I don't even think they be knowing they be trolling. Like niggas be saying shit. And don't even know that that's 
they just saying it to be a troll. Like they really believe this shit. And it's like, how the fuck is ordering an appetizer gay? Like, what's gay about it? What makes it gay? You hungry, what makes it let so hungry, I can't bro. enjoy cheese sticks? Like nah, at all. It's got stick in the name. Like, <laughs> man, you can't do that. Like hot dog know. glizzies. Man, fuck that. Hot dog chili dogs <laughs> is one of my favorite foods. Right. Come on, man. I survived off of hot dogs when we was broke. Like man, hot dog, ramen noodles. Hey, y'all ever try to like fancy up a hot dog growing up though? <laughs> yeah, we used yeah. to cut them in half to split them open and, <laughs> <laughs> and cook them on the oven. I have fancied them up as an adult, but as a kid, it was just like, well, we would when we have hot dog buns, we would just put like make a hot dog, a chili dog sandwich, like you know. Regular plain bread, put the chili, two chili dogs on there, some chili and cheese, and then, you know, make it like a sandwich. You got to eat that with a fork, though. It's messy. Yo, y'all, y'all have money, though, because y'all had chili. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had chili. Y'all, y'all, like, you can't <laughs> have no hot dog without no chili. Y'all, now. y'all, chill, oh, y'all struggle on that real. <laughs> so, look, this is, I was thinking about this recently. Man, I feel like every black person, uh, specifically black, because I'm black, I'm only talking about the black experience should have real ramen like that should be the meal like you know like we go to have steaks when you get a little bit of money but i feel like every black person that had to eat ramen noodles growing up or in college should have real ramen like that's i've had, I've had real ramen bro my, my wife love it and i'm like it ain't salty enough <laughs> it, it just ain't for me bro i don't even like real what? ramen it's i had real me, ramen bro. and this shit whack bro i like the shit the 89 cents bro, bro. You know what I'm I, don't, I don't know i don't know if it's because of the price but i was like i was sitting there eating it and then it was like an authentic ramen spot it was you know it was in minnesota it was uh uh i don't even know what the pc word is asian oriental lady I asian, don't, asian asian lady okay asian. it was asian asian spot um you know they had like Real squid and stuff in it, and I was like, "Yo, for fifteen dollars, I could have got fifteen different flavors." <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Eggs, bacon, onions, bell pepper. You know, cause black folks when they start cooking, it's when they add the bell pepper and onion in the food. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh yeah, put I can make some game. Put a little bell pepper onion. <laughs> hey, you time put some butter in there. You know what I'm saying? I some season salt. My, my, see, I ain't never do all that. All I did was like, I would grill some hot dogs on the George Foreman. Like in college, I had a George Foreman in my room until it Your got confiscated. Your struggle was not that real. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, I thought Eric struggled with us. Right, he man, I had living lavish. He had a Foreman when it was a hundred dollars. No, that shit was not. I had one of the little George Foreman. Oh, no, was sixty. I, oh, okay. I just be looking for sales all the time. Oh, so okay, uh huh. Nah, but I used to like to grill my little hot dogs, and then I go downstairs and I, cause I, you couldn't. I ain't have a microwave in the room. You know, everybody shared the microwave. Wait, did you ever stay in the dorm? Nah, I never did. Damn, bro. Couldn't do it. That's why we can't talk to him about college. He ain't had no real experience. He ain't living in the dorm. I ain't trying to do that. Y'all can have that. Bro, the dorm life was amazing, bro. Not if you grilling hot dogs for your ramen, bro. Like, the hell is you talking about? <laughs> like, no. Yo, the dorm life makes you, you yeah. know? I did have, okay. I did have a bougie college life my freshman year. Cause you had a bougie childhood too, <laughs> chilly with your hot dog. <laughs> Dude, we yeah. used to make escargot, you know. You know. <laughs> he, had, <laughs> he, had, he got bougie in college. Right? You just said you had chili dogs and made sandwiches. Like, what do you? What part of the struggle is that? <laughs> what? Yeah, sometimes we would have to go out without ketchup and mustard. <laughs> Every time I yeah, we had a rough man. Sometimes our butler did come. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. 
That's fucked up. <laughs> but in college, um, they had started a dorm that was just males. All of them at Alabama State. There was no co-ed back then. And um, they had a single room male dorm. And, like, my first year, I had my own room. Like, everybody else in college, you got to have a roommate. You got to be in and shared room so like my first introduction was like my own space so mine is a little bit different it is a little bit bougier but my sophomore year i did have a roommate that shit was weird as fuck because you can't beat your meat like you know, <laughs> oh damn <laughs> get straight to it huh like that's just hey look. that's what made it weird right yeah, like, hold on. Not, not that young there's a stranger living in my room we gotta <laughs> i gotta keep my you stuff gotta, on my side of the room yeah. he got his side of the we room gotta be consistent temperature <laughs> nah yeah. i just couldn't beat my meat with <laughs> <laughs> you gotta schedule this shit. You gotta hurry, bro. Like, hey, bro, what's your next class, homie? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, what's your schedule? I done at three o'clock, but I got to get it in. <laughs> Hell yeah, no. Nah. Take extra long showers. <laughs> <laughs> but where we at, man? I, w- I would like to introduce my homeboy, Twine, man. Oh, man. This is my homeboy. I can't wait for this nigga leave. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> And this is my homeboy who fuck up all the words, Napoleon. <laughs> oh man, so y'all did me. I should. I'm gonna get. I got it. Okay, but that's what's up. And this is. This is. This my, is. This is the longest intro ever. Of my, my homeboy, homeboy podcast. podcast. I think we try to break our own records every episode. Like that's 17 minutes of straight intro. Hey, look. Let them know you get 17 minutes of foreplay of intro. This is all focused on you. <laughs> Yeah, girl, you hear what me if, talking. What if people just, like, listen to the first, like, the bullshit conversation <laughs> of our podcast? And then turn it off? And they that's all they thought our podcast was? Like, that was their whole... <laughs> man, they're having a great time, man. That was the best 17 minutes of your life. Make so, sure you listen past the first <laughs> So what, what was the episode about? Oh, they were talking about uh, uh, cutting open chili dogs and, and being <laughs> off the roof. Yeah, I don't know the show for me. <laughs> hey, hey, be like that sometimes. Nigga struggle. <laughs> but how everybody doing, man? Twan told us about the, uh, not the King Sierra, the Sweet 16. Sweet 16 graduation party. Congratulations. Yeah, the to Black my, Excellence. Congratulations to my goddaughter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's super smart. Yeah, you talk, big congrats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, uh, she used to piss me off growing up, though, because, you know, she was- Because she was a, smarter than you? I mean, that too, but she was into um, <laughs> Dork Diaries, the books. The book. Diary of the Wimpy Kid? Nah, it's like a spinoff called Dork Diaries. Oh, wow. It's so uh, I used to buy these books. Books like 25. You know, this is before tablets was like a big, big thing. So, you know, I'm taking to buy her book. Read it before we get home. I was like, bro, we could have just stayed at the... <laughs> <laughs> we could have stayed at Barnes and Noble, bro. I'm telling you, bro, I done spent all this money for a book that you done... You they don't close to 10. You know what like, I'm saying? Give me the receipt. <laughs> Speaking of Barnes and Nobles, like, that should be funny that, like, they convert all these bookstores into beauty supply stores. Hold on, wait, what? Hold on, like, Bar- Barnes and Noble is a beauty supply store? Like that, they'll like the bookstore go out of business, and a beauty supply will open that. Oh yeah, the ninety eight cents and yeah. fill up the whole fucking store because it has a space. Yeah, yeah, that shit is wild. I tell you, niggas, not niggas. When I I want to be clear, you talking about people, people, yeah. people, niggas for me is a uh, synonym to people. 
<laughs> yeah, it, man, you could teach a whole master class on how niggas use niggas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. Right. I uh, just always got to make that clear because I ain't going to never talk about my niggas. You know what I'm saying? Album. I ain't going to never negatively speak on album. my people. So when I say negative shit and I'm saying negative niggas, it's about people in general. I just want to be clear because I'm pro-black. Man, if anybody feel you, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? But so when we... Speaking about niggas, let's talk about our nigga Cat Williams and our niggas uh, Cedric the Entertainer. So, recently in the news, Cat Williams came on Hot 107.9. He was talking to uh, Headcrack, L'Oreal, and yeah, Billy Sorrell. Billy Sorrell up there. He said- uh, Morning Cedric, Hustle. Yeah, he said that. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, Cedric the Entertainer stole his joke from yeah. only Kings of Comedy. One of the biggest things that brought- That literally- The Kings of- Side note, the Kings of Comedy really brought-, brought us, Steve Harvey, Bernie Mac, Cedric the Entertainer, and D.L. Hughley back to the forefront. So that was like yeah. the, the, you know what I'm saying, the long bomb, they fourth quarter, you know what I'm saying, two minutes left, well, 30 seconds left, last fourth quarter, all that. That brought them back. Well, I can't really say brought them back. That really put Bernie Mac on the map. It did. You know, uh, D.L. Yeah. Hughley, Steve Harvey, and said they already had a name for themselves per se, uh, Steven D Steven said was on the Steve Harvey show at the time. Yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. Steve did Apollo and all the other stuff. But Bernie that I That mean, was his breakthrough. That was his breakout moment. It was like yeah. you if you could pinpoint hey what what did it, boom, that was it. Yeah, yeah. That, that it's dope because like Kevin Hart, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be able to do what he's doing now, but like that that whole thing being what it was made way for um, comedians like Kevin Hart to do it on the level they did it as far as like yes. making these into movies uh, actually doing it on those crowds those large crowds that they they perform for like um, Richard Pryor did that but that was fucking in the 70s yeah I yeah. think after Richard the next biggest comedian to do it on that level was Eddie Eddie Murphy yeah yeah uh, Mar- and then it Martin was, Lawrence, yeah. But Martin Lawrence was really afterwards because Rent Tell that that was like his big one in the movies. But still, it wasn't on the level as Kevin Hart. Right. It's it's crazy because like damn, we 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 all about to be thirty five. I don't know if y'all want me to put y'all age. Up. I'm already thirty five, man. He graves uh, is poking. Damn, you know I'll yeah, be thirty five in ten days. Oh, this nigga want birthday presents. Please send them to uh, right. Pretty his Fly ca- for a flat fat guy underscore. Is, uh, <laughs> right. Dollar sign 121 Dreamers on Instagram. <laughs> hold, up, hold up. My cash app is dollar sign 121 Dreams. Don't send that shit to dollar sign 121 Dreams. You said it at the same time as me. I, oh, okay. I want to make sure the money go to the right place. <laughs> okay, make, make sure, make sure, make sure. Make sure you put on your Facebook post too on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Our homeboy Big Grails, that definitely he, he, he's been a killer. He's been a killer. <laughs> I can't believe you, niggas. <laughs> Y'all know that's a sin. <laughs> I, I used I used doing that in spite of him saying that last year, and definitely got some money. Oh, <laughs> birthday! But back to Cat Williams. So, how yeah. we feel about the Cat Williams Cedric Entertainment? We believe it. Uh, do are we wrong? What, what's what's going on? Okay. You, you, anybody want to go first? Y'all go first. I'm I'm a, I'm a whole because you know as the resident comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. You finally told a good joke. It's about time. Only been 12 episodes. <laughs> so, my, 
Okay, I feel a couple ways about it. I feel like uh, with Dave Chappelle sharing his story, I definitely see it being something that could be done, like that could have happened. And like other comedians have definitely done that shit over time. My conflict is I fucking really like Cedric the Entertainer, so it's like Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to believe that about somebody that I really love as a comedian. But at the same time, like my 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 uh introspective type like just like i guess being conscious of like how how we all can think similar shit like yep yeah yep like and like when you think some shit and you think it in your own space you'd be like i created it and it's like but i definitely have shit that i come up with on this side of the world in my mind, just using like deductive reasoning and shit as a new thing that like is 100% going on somewhere else in the world. Like, mm-hmm. and so like with that, with that being said, from my perspective, it's like, it could have been stolen, but it all could, also could just be a coincidence. Like, bro, we like, that's like your grandma's having them, them fucking spoons on the wall. Bro, you know and that's, nigga, everybody grandma got a spoon on the wall. <laughs> that's like, you know what I'm saying? My grandma like, had no spoons on the wall. Because we took the nails. Or, <laughs> or any of the other shit that, like, black Twitter shows you that we have in common no matter where we at. That like, that, that that green and purple uh, comforter set with the little gold trim. Yeah. yeah. Plastic like, on the couch. So, so with that taken in, it's like, like I, I don't know. I like both parties involved. I really love both parties involved. They're like in my favorites of comedians. Cat five. I mean, Cat Williams top five. Yeah, yeah. yeah like and Cat is. Williams, he's a, like he's a problem. Yeah, he. You know, like Cat Williams get a lot of shit because of shit that happens outside of the comedy arena. Like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that dude is like a fucking brilliant comedian. Like, and he's funny as fuck, and he's relatable. So it's like, but I think Cedric the Entertainer is the same way. Cedric, I don't think Cedric' career, like, maybe reached the level of any of the other kings of comedy or even Cat Williams, but Cat Williams is, like, above as... Cat Williams is a separate entity. So, I mean, the way I feel about it, I feel like I don't necessarily know if Say actually stole it. Like I don't like to say steal is a different thing to your point. It's like right. we all have we see these things form in society that, you know, we all can poke fun at. And then Cedric is kind of like an out the way dude. So I feel like any time Cat is in the limelight at all times. He's yeah. a part he you know, he's an A side comedian. Said no no shade against him or anything like that, but he's not necessarily like a A side comedian. So my thing is, is like say for, say in your opinion, when, when in my in my okay, opinion, go, in my opinion, because it's like nah, he, nah, I'm just saying like he he ain't finna run have be the showrunner of a of a show. Steve Harvey could do it, but said said ain't necessarily doing it. When That's you say why he showrunner. Was, you mean the host or the closer? The the I'm not saying the closer. I'm not. Nah, he can close. He can most definitely close. What I'm saying is. The headliner. Yeah, the headliner. The headliner is technically the closer. Uh, but I'm just saying, said ain't nothing. He an out-the-way dude, man. He ain't never really, he don't bother nobody. He stay to his business. So for Cat, who loves the controversy, love being out, he it's outside and inside. Said more inside. Said finna do his thing. He got his craft. He finna do his own shit. And then Cat Williams finna 
got his craft, do his own thing, but then he finna be outside. Like, so for you to, for an outside nigga to go at an inside nigga, it's kind of like, bro, that really ain't, of course, like, said gonna say what he gotta say, which he did, and then just leave it, because he ain't really with all the, the and, antics and all that good stuff. So it's kind of like, and even if was, it was, it's like, come on, Cat. Like, well, I, 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 and I rock with both of them. Cat, seriously funny. Cedric, hilarious. Like, both of these motherfuckers is funny. If you would have said Kevin Hart, seriously funny, it would have, never mind. <laughs> well, well, it's like what I was saying earlier, though, too. Like, we, we're, I don't think that Cat Williams said it as if, like, he was, like, trying to start controversy. It's just like he was okay. telling a story. You know what I'm saying? I, I and, like, as people who, like, on our end of this whole thing who take in entertainment, we always want to put our perspective on it or put, like, our energy around it, meaning, like, oh, he took shots at Cedric, you know what I'm saying? And that 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 might just be him telling his story, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, that's true. That is his experience. So yeah. I can't be mad at somebody saying their experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying you were mad. I'm just saying, like, that's a – I think that's an important thing to look at it, too, because we always, like – like, even with cancel culture, with all this stuff, like, we, we act like – these be our niggas. Like, or we be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, we be in the midst of what's going on. It's like, nigga, you can't, they they up here in the stratosphere, you down here with the regular people, you couldn't even cancel them if you wanted to, but yeah. we feel like, like that's a way people feel empowered on this side, like the fourth wall, like on the yeah, other side of the, the fourth, fourth wall. wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Twan, what's your thoughts on it? So, so you gotta put everything in perspective. Cat Williams was a raising comedian. Yeah, at, at the, the time. time, rising. Ah, oh, you got Adam. But I'll talk about his wrinkles in his face. He was a raising comedian. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touche. But he was on the rise. Cedric the Entertainer had already made it. Um, so back to Eric's point, people have similar thought processes. Not saying someone stole my joke, but when COVID first hit. On an episode of one of our podcasts, I made a joke, BC, before COVID. Yeah. Six to eight months later, I'm watching Zooming with the homies, and I hear a comedian in L.A. make the BC before COVID joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he listened to our podcast and stole my joke, which, you know, I'll be honored if he did. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think also, too, with the nature of how comedy works, like, like, they, we see these people on the big screen, but they be going around like doing shows that they hold in the walls. Like they go yeah. and practice they in these the spaces. So like, not to say, not to support that it may be stolen, but like shit, you might've heard a comedian say some shit and be like, oh, that's a dope premise. Like, and so, then you so, st- you're, so you're bringing me to my point. Yeah. So in the nineties at that time, there was a lot of, I feel like, from from like fifth grade to high school, yeah, space was the thing. Space yeah, was the thing. Yeah, yeah. And comedians, authors, creatives are inspired by what's going on around them. Right, like Michael Jackson. This, yeah. the subject of Michael Jackson. Everybody fucking made fun of Michael Jackson. So so <laughs> I'm so I'm saying is, Cat Williams' narrative could have been told differently. Right. So essentially, they both got inspired by space. He made a space joke about uh, black folks making uh, driving spaceships. Cedric Entertainer made a joke similar. Now I'm not. I'm not saying if it's 
the same exact, but made a joke. And it's like, well, dang, he has it in theaters. Everyone's watching King of Comedy. Yeah. That's my joke. I can't use it no more because everyone's automatically going to put Cedric's name to it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's yeah. that's like, shit, music is like that. Right? I was just about to say yeah, it. Yeah, because all these rappers sound the same. Not I'm even that. The there, rappers. There's a song by Prince on one of his albums uh, called This Could Be Us, But You're Playing. And Sway Lee. Yeah. It, dang, I love them little boys. What's their names? Uh, uh, Ray Shrimmer. Ray Shrimmer. They have a song. I hear what you're saying. This could be yes, but you're playing. You could be like, oh, they stole Prince song. Yeah. It's just, you know, like, in it also like them they hold they whole job is to commentate culture, like right. what's going on in the culture. So like comedians get that if they're not talking about their own family, like they just make jokes around what's going on. So I I don't know, man. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. What I think. I hope it don't be a big deal. I hope it doesn't have any dissension between Cat Williams and Cedric the Entertainer. I mean, I feel like Cat said what he said. That's experience. His experience. Cedric responded, I hope it don't be. Because I was two Titans, bro. I don't want that to. Yeah, no, no. Nah, nah. I, I, from, from hearing both of their perspectives, I think Cat Williams did a good job of saying, like, uh, at the time. This happened. You know what I'm saying? At the time, mm -hmm. that's how I felt. You know what I'm saying? Like he in if you if you listen back to it, it's like at then. So like we also have to consider that that was fucking twenty six years ago, like or however many years ago it was. Yeah, was it twenty six? God damn. Because what Kings of Oh well, damn. So twenty two years ago. Shit. Yeah, like we God. getting old, bro. But so God what? I, what damn. I would like to see as black folks, I would love for us to be more accepting of things. Hear me out, what I'm trying to say. Um, you get my goddamn Jared Hall. You remember, uh, what's the name of the movie? Um, Olympus is falling. Yes. Yeah. Um, with Gerard Butler and Gerard all that Butler. Shit. It was about. They taking over the president. Yeah, they White House <laughs> shooting it up, right? They made like three movies about that with different characters. Three characters. Jamie Foxx <laughs> in one. Yeah. Jamie yeah, Foxx and Channing Tatum's in one. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? We talked about how um Ron Ryan Taylor did uh uh he he had this little video about how in every movie where it's apocalypse, the it's president, a, president, is, black. The president <laughs> is black. Yeah. So like it's I, it just so, went along so, like that. So, Jamie Foxx is a president, right? Right. So, so, so we and I believe those I believe those movies came out the same year, right? And you can't make a movie like in a day, so that <laughs> shit had to start like a couple months before, right? It yeah. did. Uh, I mean, it's just that when when it comes to the others, they can do three and four the same thing, and it's like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Another existence. Um, Ashton Kutcher got a movie called What Happens in Vegas. Yeah. Essentially about being friends with benefits. Yeah. That same year, Justin Timberlake got a movie called Friends with Benefits. Yeah. Well, uh, so so this go back. We can, we had a conversation, I think, maybe uh, a while ago. We done did so many episodes now. But, like, black people feeling like it's only room for one. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. And yeah. that's, that was the culture in America. Like, that's why they got the token black dude. You know, like, that's or the token black person. So, like... I think that shit was embedded in us so much that like we still feel like that. Like like we still feel like if I got a business 
if I got an idea, like I'm the only person who can have that idea and I'm the only person who can execute it because it's only one space for us in the room. But like other cultures know like, oh, that shit worked for you. Shit, it worked for me too. Like let's all get money. Like, and that's something we gotta, we gotta move to. And since you brought this up before the podcast, I mean, I do want to kind of say it. You already know where I'm going. Yeah, I'm going with, I was going to say. I'm, I'm going with the before segue. Before you go there, though, I just want to say, just to add on to that, if you look at it, Chick-fil-A had this one chicken sandwich, right? <laughs> Everybody got a chicken sandwich now. Everybody, McDonald's served, because we, we went to McDonald's, they served the chicken sandwich in the foil bag like Chick-fil-A. But, but they, I will say, Burger King chicken sandwich is trash. I trash. almost bought one today. I bought one. It's trash. The bro. funny shit is though, like fucking Chick Fil A got one chicken sandwich. They add different. T- they got two: a spicy and a mild. <laughs> they add. They add different. It's the same sandwich, it's right? A, it's the same it's sandwich. A different chicken, the chicken chain, not the sandwich, right? But all these other restaurants trying to, you know, get in on it. They got like three and four chicken sandwiches, like. Burger King, they got three chicken sandwiches. Right. It's, it's, McDonald's got like new three chicken trash. sandwiches. All these places had chicken sandwiches right. <laughs> before this new one. So. Right. But to Eric, you want to introduce it? You want me to introduce it? You know, about go the ahead. mentality? You, go ahead. I feel like you had a good way to segue into well, it. That I run. Nah, not really. Not really. Not really. Not really. But uh, the thing is with mentality and how you was talking about, you know, a lot of people talk about you selling many different types of bread. You go on a bread house, thousand people selling bread. So with that being said, with the small town mentality, we all came from Columbus. We done moved to Atlanta. We here, this Atlanta podcast, and we see certain things. How do you feel that your mentality from Columbus has either helped or hurt you now that you have left? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, please. Um, For me, well, like- said, Eric. <laughs> oh my bad, my bad, I, my bad. <laughs> Eric got multiple personalities over there. I go first. Uh, you know I'm easy money on the EJ. podcast. <laughs> I'm easy money on the podcast, and then Pretty Fly for a Fact got underscore on Instagram. And this week you two chains. <laughs> oh, gold around your neck. <laughs> but um, I think man, because I see myself. Like one day being a massively successful person, I think it hindered me. And the reason why I say that is because like coming from where I come from, like the whole one person or one idea is normalized. And like 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 people really believe that it's only room for like four major companies in Columbus. And they then they embrace that shit like and they enforce it. So like whenever you talk to people in Columbus about like what they want to do as far as business, like anybody who's actually tried it, they'll be like, yeah, but such and such is stopping this. You know what I'm saying? And right. like so like that that's been passed down to us, like thinking that like if I'm not the first person to have an idea then it's not room for the idea. So, like, I came to the big city with that mindset. Like, all right, every time I think about doing something and I see somebody else doing it, I'm like, all right, I can't do that. I got to move to the next thing. Like, or I got to still go back to the drawing board and figure something else out. And, like, so it creates, like, this this fear of competition, like, or creates this fear of success 
because like if you look at any person who's successful they're doing seven they're probably doing seven things like they have seven streams of income and like when you go into the state where you researching like how to have seven streams of income and you look at these people they're doing the same shit like they're if you if you look up how to do passive income there's 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 literally like a playbook for it and if you talk to a successful person they're probably doing five out of the seven that you saw on that that thing but coming from i feel like coming from where we come from like it's like i don't know man you gotta you gotta grow past that so much like there's so much as a as a person who's trying to be successful grow past what though like just the the fear like the feeling worthy like the feeling like it's possible maybe not even that you're fearful of it but just like i feel like so much has been normalized to say that you can't do that like or that can't be done and like the biggest part of the battle like me growing past that small time mindset is like knowing i can do whatever the fuck i want to do like and like so now that I believe that, I still gotta build the behavior around that. So it's like a whole, like a whole process that you have to go through. And then so one thing I was saying earlier is shit, coming to the big city, you see people that's fucking the same age as you that came from a totally different place that's not battling that shit. That's just like, oh, oh, I wanna start this business. Oh, we I already found somebody else who wanna do it too. We're going to do this shit together. That shit is opening next year or it's opening next month. Whereas like, you know, like I, I don't, I don't want to project my experience on everybody else at the table, but we all come from the same place. And like, that's one of the things that I've seen, like, like being outside of the small city. But when I go back to the small city, I still see people living in that mindset. That's like, Oh, I'm going to go work for these four bigs. Or I, I got a dream and I got a business I want to start, but such and such and such and such won't allow it to happen. Like, and like you see people stuck there and it's like being here for me, I'm fighting all of that shit that says you can't do this or shouldn't be done this way. Like, like even wanting to have a podcast studio, wanting to, to have a podcast company, like I want to put that shit in Columbus but like I don't really know in Columbus if niggas is gonna hold it down because I done seen so many black businesses on the, in the neighborhood that I grew up from fucking failed that had good service like restaurants had good food and all of the shit and be right next to another type of business like a gas station where they got fucking six gas stations on one corner and they all surviving right. but they don't look like us right Twine, and they're also not from there. Well, you got any thoughts on this? So this is this is going to be, in my opinion, the nature versus nurture argument. Because it's, you can be a product of your environment. It's a lot I'm trying to say. So, so okay, we moved to Columbus, and I remember coming home one time, and I was like, yeah, mom, can I go up the street? You know, trying to be like everyone else with that, <laughs> with that hard SKR. <laughs> my mom was like, go up the west skirt? Trying to go up the street? She was like, uh-uh. Nah, I don't care what your little friends say, but they ain't gonna fly in my house. And so she she was she she wanted us to like, hey, just because you're in a certain place right now, this ain't where you always gonna be. You don't need to talk like them. 
So I mean, so so I, that's how I learned to code switch. So, it, you know, so can, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Can, can I say this? Like, one of the main reasons why I fuck with you, like, <laughs> is in the eighth grade, we went to Midland, mm-hmm. and like, I want to say, I know you was in the advanced math class, right? Yeah. And like, coming from where I come from in Columbus, like, you had a few. You had girls that were super smart. Yeah, the class was mainly girls. Yeah, there was no dudes I, that... I w- think I was one of two dudes in there, and, and I think I was the only black dude. And I remember seeing you, and I was like, bro, I fucking love math. And I was like, damn, man, I want to be in this math class. I, I That was a part of the reason why I like your ass, too. Because <laughs> I'm like, bro, I fucking love math, but I had not seen another dude like be... In an advanced math class. So, like, I thought I was where I belonged until I saw you, like, achieving shit on that level. And, like, it took you 22 years to say this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they said black folks need to go to therapy. We, no, we can do the podcast right. instead of therapy. <laughs> but then I just thought about that shit. It's like, damn, like, that was my, that as in my childhood, the first time I could remember seeing somebody look like me that was a man achieving more. And like, I'm the type of person when I see shit like that, I'm like, I can do it too. Like some other people be like, Oh, we different. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that shit, like even in the fucking eighth grade at 13, that shit inspired me to just like branch out. Like that's probably like one of the first situations where it was like, all right, I ain't now. I ain't gonna say I had straight A's and none of that shit after that. I was still, but that hey, was you know what I'm saying. That's representation of something you got to do to be better. Like, but continue your story. So, I did want to give you your flowers. While I, was I appreciate here. it. And, and, and remind me to say something about that because because being in advanced math in, in eighth grade, uh, and also fighting for myself to continue to be in advanced math when I got to high school. So I'll go ahead and go now. Boom. So so I did. And when he's saying advanced math, it ain't, ain't nothing. Man. It was just algebra. But in. Humble flex. But in Columbus, they wanted you to be in regular math, sixth grade, regular math, seventh grade, pre-algebra, and eighth grade. Right. But if you fought, aka if you was white, they'll let you go ahead and take pre-algebra in seventh grade, algebra in eighth grade. So by the time you get to high school. You're ready to go straight to geometry, so you can go. If you fought, if you was black, and if you was white, you would get it. Yeah, you just get it, bro. Let me add to this. After I seen that, I went to that teacher, and I was like, Coach Clegg. Coach, I knew his name, and I, I'll I, put his name out there. I don't even asshole. be. I don't even be remembering. I don't even teacher's be name. Asshole. I don't, <laughs> asshole. I don't even be remembering teacher's name, but I remember his name. I went to him. Like, this is, like, the fucking first day of school or some shit. It's not even the first day of school. It's the first day of this school. It's a brand new, it's a brand new. Uh, right, brand new school. school just built. Brand new I, school. I went to him, and I was like, bro, I, I think I should be in algebra class. He's like, nah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, like, I was so fucking mad, bro. I was so mad. And that's probably, that shit transferred to you, and it should have been you on project, his cracker you, ass. You projected your anger on It's cool. Yeah. I'll take it. That shit should have been on his cracker ass because I definitely went to him, and I was like, I I think, can you test me? 
to put me in algebra like can he, you he just said oh, no, no. yeah they, they weren't gonna do no so, sounds very systematic to me but Torn, what you were saying so and so they and they and they actually did a test but you had to fight to be in the class to take the test he had to approve that shit. he had to approve it off site <laughs> and, and i'll tell and i'll tell you why how i got approved off camera i mean off mic but yeah. so anyway so we and it, it always works for me and against me because we, I never went to my right school in the right district, so I always register late. And so they're like, "Well, what what math did you take last year?" I took pre-algebra at Blackman Road. All right, cool. Well, you need at least a, a B, and we'll put you in uh, algebra now. So we'll just put you in regular pre-algebra again. You should be able to. I was like, "Yo, you didn't even ask me what grade I got. You're right. you're telling me." That I need a certain grade, but you're gonna go ahead and put me back in the regular class. That's an amazing agency to have at a, as a 13 year old. Yeah. I will say. So I was like, "Yo, you didn't even ask me what, what grade I had." He was like, "Oh, what, what did you get?" I, I just assumed you probably just got a B. You need a B plus. Well, you just say you need a B. Now you're saying it's a B plus. It doesn't matter. I got an A in the class. <laughs> it's pretty, fuck A. <laughs> I was like, "It's pretty obvious. I got A." So what's up? So it's like, oh, well, we need your, we need your, your grades from us. I just so happen to have my report card right here. That's all happened. That means it was a black man prepared. Because, because we're, we're registered late. I, I, I know I've registered late my whole life because I never went to school in my right district. I know the ropes. Look, yes, here it is. And circle and highlight it for you. Hey, boom, put me in, put me in algebra. Can you see it, fuck nigga? Picture this. Can you see me now, Hope? It's so, uh, it's so, so, so they put me in the class to test for algebra. And he was like, all right, if you, you know, you, you don't do good in the test, you, you know, you can take a, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put you in pre-algebra, and if you do good in pre-algebra, we'll move you back into this algebra class, blah, blah, blah. So, all right, cool, give him the test. We take the test. I think he was like, you need an 85. I'm taking the test. He was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You got an 80. I was like, I got 80. He's like, yeah, you missed a couple of questions. I was like, you also missed the second half of the page. Like, there's, there's more answers on the back. Did you check that? Like, he literally only graded half of my test and was trying to give me a lower grade you, so I wouldn't be in You know what's funny? Because you just sparked my memory. He did give me that test. He did. Get, I don't remember what I got on the test. I just remember him telling me, no, nah, I couldn't take the class. And, like, I in hindsight, I think about the shit, and I'm like, bro, I had a desire. I, I'm the type of person that I learn. Most of my hindrance through school is I learn faster than most people. And, like, so I get, get bored. bored easily. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be doing other shit that, like, appears to be, like, you know, like, me fucking off. But yeah, it's, like, like, disruptions to the classroom. Right. Yeah. And, like, I was always the person that, like, when you put some shit up on the board, I got it. I don't need to, you know, like, I don't need to sit and listen for other people to be like, can you repeat it? Can you tell me again? Like, what? I'm like, I get it. And, like, that was the first time, like, I feel like I wanted, I had decided something more for myself, and it got shot down. But I definitely had the, the like, the drive to achieve. And I think, like, it's so crazy because that shit, shit, it, it like, it affected me so much going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, like, wanting something more and then being like, nah, you can't do it. And then, like, thinking, all right, well, I ain't going to apply myself that way no more. Like, I'm going to just do the bare minimum going forward. 
I, I'll say this. So to your to your point, you said it was kind of a hindrance. To me, sometimes I see it as a blessing. I see it as both. Everything's a gift and a curse. But I see that as a gift because that hindrance to you and the fact that you fought it and the fact, you know, like Twan fought it. It's like when you're in a small town, you got to fight for everything you get. But when I moved to Atlanta, it's certain shit that I got and I was ready to fight for it. But I ain't even have to fight for it. So it's like, oh, damn, I could just go. So in one aspect, it's a hindrance because I'm prepping for a fight. But yeah. in the other aspect, I don't even have to fight it. So I'm not ready for the next step. I think you see it, what I, mean? I think it's a little bit mental as well. Because I remember yeah. I remember going out of town in like high school and like middle school. In Columbus, I couldn't I didn't get girls at church. I couldn't get girls at my school. Like I've I've never in that in that kind I never dated somebody at my same school until I got to high school. I just for whatever reason, hey, I'm Antoine. Did not work with girls at my school. They'll flirt with me all day. I'll grab a little booty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Feel a little boo-boob, you know what I'm saying? Rub a little nip. But other than that, nothing. I could not get a girlfriend at my same school. As soon as I go out of town, it's like I don't even care no more. Let's go. And then boom, just just flocking towards me. Right. But it's like, well, I'm out of town. Don't nobody know me. I'm more free. Let's go. So I I fought harder or was prepared to fight harder because I was out of town. I was in an environment where I didn't feel like no one was looking at me. And that could be the same thing about leaving a small town. Yeah. You're you're in an environment where don't nobody know you. So you you will allow yourself an opportunity to fail, whereas you're at home, you're like, well, I, I can't look back because, you know, so-and-so right there and my mom and them over there. That's so fucking true, yeah. bro. That's yeah. Like, it, like and that was the thing that I learned first about college. Like, it blew my mind. I was like, bro, you can be whoever you want to be <laughs> when you go. Oh, that's why people leave cities. They reinvent. We got we got a friend. I'm not going to say their name, uh, and I'm not going to say their pronoun. Left the country a couple times to reinvent themselves. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now I believe they're happy because we're going to say them, if, they, and them, them they and that. There, yeah. yeah, them, they and there. Yeah, there we go. There we go. The pronouns. We're assuming their pronouns is them, they, and their that, or we're assigning their pronouns for them. Yes, that's their pronouns. So they can stay anonymous. And since you have that look on your face, I'll tell you who it is later. Off my <laughs> but no, nah, I feel you. So that's that's kind of what I feel. And also, like to your point, it gives you a certain amount of freedom. That you, it gives you freedom in a mental aspect that you never thought that freedom would afford you to excel. So. Yeah. When you do leave a small town or not even a small town, when you leave your town and your comfort zone, it's like you find comfort in other things. So when you leave your town, you find comfort in your interests. You find comfort in, you, you know, your conversation. You find comfort in the energy that someone might provide. You find comfort in inside jokes or references or whatever that you do. So then you move in those circles in those spaces versus oh i know this person and this is how they feel about it versus and this is how we feel the same way about it so i, I do feel like leaving to a certain extent is is a is a life hack you know yeah, it is it's so funny going back and like it's it i just thought about um kendrick lamar when he was like you know the butterfly story and, and all that shit leaving the city and coming back home and bringing back whatever you gain from leaving 
it'd be so funny, man, like just leaving and coming back and like talking the way I talk. Like most people who like are around me are like, damn, this dude is really fucking smart. Like, damn, this dude is like, I am those things. But it's just like when you compare like the baseline of knowledge that's always been there, like never left, never saw the world outside. Like Good word, baseline. Yeah, like that's why I, that's why I be wanting so many so many black people to go to fucking Africa, bro. Like, like I think it's so so important for people who are like melanated. Period. Whether you come from South America, North America, any other part, like to put your feet on African soil because, like, you realize, man, like what you what you see where you're from is not what is existing outside of where you're from like and you think that the world that's created where you're from is how the world exists until you go see the rest of the world like and and it don't even have to be to africa but just leaving that place and seeing that okay shit that we normalize here is not normalized here like people it's built in for them to believe that they can do whatever they want to do like here is it's built in to believe like you can operate under a certain pretense like right. or on a certain ceiling, you, you tell yourself no before anybody else even right. get the opportunity to. Because mm-hmm. everybody you told about your plan, they was like, "Nah, you can't do that." They might not have said, "Nah, you can't do that," but they immediately tell you why you can't do it, why it can't be done, like what what you don't have. And it's like when you go out in the world, you be like, "Damn, it's niggas that left prison and, and became millionaires like within a year." Yeah, it's niggas that leave situations that feel like defeat and become successful like you just really you really got to know that you can do whatever you want to do and that's a part of like the identity you gain by leaving and actually creating the life that you want to create and then like like i said like not having those people that's complete that's around you telling you that this can't be done no i can't be done here in Columbus, but that shit could be done in Atlanta. That shit could be done in Marietta. That shit could be done. But the crazy thing is, it can be done in Columbus, but you gotta leave. So then you know it can be done. So then when somebody tell you it can't be done, it's like nah, just 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 watch, <laughs> just watch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just you, just wait. All right. So so you you made a confession. I'm gonna make a f- confession to you. You remember our 10 year high school reunion? Yeah. And I hit you up. You yeah. drove all the way to Columbus to yeah. not go to the reunion. Yeah. And and I and I was like, bro, why aren't you here? Like, yeah. and you was like, I'm on the way, I'm coming. Yeah, I didn't want to go. Damn. <laughs> the only reason why I went is because you fucking called me. Yeah, I literally had moved. I I went to Columbus and I was like, I'm not fucking going. <laughs> like, I'm not. Damn. I'm already here. Like, I made space for, it and then I got there, and then I thought about like, just like, just the experience I had in high school, like. Just like the fact that people, and that's why I didn't want to go. Yeah, I was like, I, right, it's a ten year reunion. The people that, like, I wasn't, I wasn't popular. Yeah, like, I didn't get beat up and bullied. I mean, I got a little bullied. But I didn't get beat up, you know, hold my own. But uh, but like the people that I talked to and I was cool with from high school, I never stopped talking to. Yeah. And so the people I wanted to see, they weren't there. I could pick up the phone, Eric, where you at? You end up calling them, right? You know what I'm saying? But once I got there, 
Man. People that never talked to me in the four years that we saw each other <laughs> five days a week. Twan, what up, boy? I'm proud of you. Man. I be seeing you online, man. Absolutely. We got to hang out. You never and know like, who's watching. Genuinely wanted to hang Not like the old, hey, man, let's let hang out one day. We get, no, they genuinely, we hung out. <laughs> yeah, that right. shit. That shit on God. That shit was life changing. Like I'm, I'm so glad that you called me and was like, "Come," because I could have continued to tell my story around that negative narrative if I didn't go. Like I could continue to be like, "Oh man, it's a bunch of people I don't fuck with there." And then I got there and had so much fun. And just like you said, like running into people that. Maybe I ain't even like hang out with a lot. Like me and you, we didn't hang out a lot in high school. Like I knew I knew your ass since fucking kindergarten. kindergarten. <laughs> but we didn't hang out in high school and like it was just love there and shit. We went to the strip club. He was like, hey man, make sure you watch your back, man. We watch it, watch it, watch it, watch your, your six. I, I remember that shit. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch my six this whole time. But it was just, it was just like, man, and the, the funny thing is, like, I know there's so many people that never conquer that, like, that that just be like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to go. Like, because of whatever whatever experience you had in high school, whatever experience you had growing up, like, like there's so, – I, I feel like that was kind of the thing that I'm saying that, like, Columbus breeds in us is, like, feeling like – People yes. compartmentalize you. Right. They put you, they, they they tag you, they label you, and this is what you are. This is what you will forever be. But that's not the case because I'm, I'm a human and I'm meant to grow. Right. I have fucking social anxiety in high school, college, like mainly in high school. Like one of my, <laughs> this shit sounds so stupid now because I don't give a fuck now. I've grown past it. But in high school, I literally, my biggest fear was walking past the lunchroom, like when the shit was filled and I'm just walking past. Cause I literally in my mind had painted a, a situation where when I walk past, everybody in the lunchroom is gonna be talking shit about me and like flaming me. And like, I literally, like I literally had anxiety about that shit. Bruh, you're not the only one. Everybody so got it. The reason why I've met Napoleon it's because we had the same FUBU jersey, just like that. <laughs> so, yes. And we just so happened to wear it the same day. And just like and just like we were saying earlier, it just can be like, oh, two people like the same jersey. Because they made more than one jersey, apparently. Right. But only yeah, one of clearly. Only one of ours could be real. One of them fake. Right. Exactly. And that's the Columbus shit though. Columbus yeah. will tell you, oh, one on real, one on fake. We got to figure out which one real, which one right. fake. Why do you give up? And then oh. once, they, but both on real. And then yeah. once of them, once once they said, find out that both the jerseys was real, well, Twan, you got on an orange shirt and if yours, so you rocking yours, better Napoleon. Napoleon just got a clean white shirt. You you can wear right. a clean white shirt with anything. You you know what's funny? What? Everything I wore was fake. Nigga, <laughs> 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 everything, bro, my, bro. We had to hook up on. Everything. You lying. All my shit was truck fit. It was, I, man, just because it's truck fit, that don't mean it's nah, fake. Nah, it was though. fake. It was oh. fake. It was fake. Yeah. Hey, I ain't gonna yeah. lie. Some of that truck fit stuff be like, so my... <laughs> I, or it was blemished. Oh, well, blemish. oh the blemish, 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 blemish is real. Blemish count. Hey. That's that what TJ Maxx and Marshalls is. It's like, blemish oh, is we, real. We now. messed this one up, Marshalls. You know what I'm saying? Hey. My shit was fake. But Bruh. continue. So, so... So... My so my sister, she's a real OG, she's a real one. Uh 
when she graduated high school, she was like, oh, my God, you dress terribly. I'm going to throw this shirt away. I was like, don't throw it away. Replace it. You don't like that shirt? Buy me a shirt that you like to replace it. So my sister started dressing me. That's how Once I got again, there's the agency. Like, like, <laughs> like yeah. I wish I had it. Yeah, so 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 my sister started dressing me, and so I literally still dress semi to this day on the style that she created for me. And she was talking to this guy, and she only talked to this guy because he sold clothes out his car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so she would buy me clothes. So I'll never forget in high in college, I had those those large polo horses shirts. Yeah. The the horse was about three fourths of the shirt. Yeah. Man, somebody told me, man, polo ain't never sell a horse that big, bro. Look at your horse compared to my horse. Your your horse. <laughs> but they did though. But no, mine was my horse was huge though. My horse, it, it may have been. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, my. The funny shit though is like when you look back at it, and you look back at the people who actually. Didn't have to experience that shit because they was cool. No, or, everybody experienced it. Every my but, thing is everybody experienced it because I don't care if you was like. And Napoleon was a cool kid. He experienced I, I wasn't. Man. I wasn't. But everybody <laughs> experienced it. It's, it's anxiety, bro. Because like, well, at what end of I'm day, saying is, what I'm saying is, like, like when we think about, I don't want to say his name on because he passed last year. Um, but I went to every school with this dude. Every school, like. Elementary, middle, and high school. And, like, he had all the J's. He had all the, the cool clothes. Like, athlete. Yeah. Yeah. When nobody when nobody checking his shit. Like, they knew his shit was real. But I use that to say, like, all them niggas that, that, like, had the shit then that was unquestionable or they had status that was unquestionable. Like, them niggas ain't nothing now, like, for the most part. I mean, I ain't even gonna say that. I feel you, but my thing is everybody goes through that anxiety, but it's like at the end of the day, once you have that fuck it and be like, hey, whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna stand on it. Cause I mean, no shade to you, but I just always said I ain't never gonna wear no fake shit. So I never wore fake shit. Like I wanted, I would want the shit like the Gucci belts and, and the earrings and all that shit, bro. If I'm wearing something, it's real. So in my head, that made me completely official. Point blank, period. So when so when you approach me and I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you from a official, from a confident official point of view. Like, bro, all right, cool. You rock with me, cool. You rock, you don't rock with me, even better. I'll find somebody else who do. And you know on, what I'm saying? And on that standpoint, they ain't never had fake stuff in my size. So <laughs> <laughs> no, they did because nigga, I was. I'm talking about like the Gucci belts though. They, I ain't uh, never see no no Gucci belts in my waist. <laughs> <laughs> but when we was in when we was in high school, bro, I'm telling you, bro, I had I had fake Tommy Hill figure. Like my hey, mom, nigga, you were the plug. The hell you talking hey, about? Yo, I had a fake. What was? Oh, I had a fake Fubu shirt in middle school, bro. I had fake Fubu. The only real thing I had, I had fake Pelly Pelly, the velour shit. Y'all remember when Pelly Pelly? God, your velour was fake. Yeah, all bro. <laughs> you should have put me on, bro. <laughs> Like, exactly. I, I still want a velour jumpsuit, bro. <laughs> I ain't never had one. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. The Walmart on Buena Vista Road, you know, it's a shopping center right next to it, in between the pub, in between the crystals and the Walmart. Yeah. That shopping center, right? Yeah. There was a, a barbershop that, right OJ's. next to the Papa John's. They went to OJ's, it was Jenkins Brothers. Jenkins right, Brothers, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Pop, right, right by the Papa Right next to the Papa John's. from the kick and chicken. Right next door to that barbershop was a spot that sold fake clothes. And yeah. I was so happy today. That I got the overly starch jean jacket yep. suit. You know what I'm saying? And it, <laughs> bro, 
And he, let me tell you something. My homeboy, my homeboy New Jack, he uh he was clowning me the other day talking about, man, you know, in high school you used to wear them cuffs. The cuffs of your jeans would be five inches thick. And I was like, well, I didn't know how to buy clothes. So being a little bit bigger, I didn't know there was a big and tall section. As soon as I found the jeans in my waist, I bought them. I didn't know. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know about the yeah. length. So I would just cuff them up and just rock them. That was my experience too, being a big dude. Like they didn't make they didn't make the the length of the pants short. Yeah, cause we were big tall, big, big small people. Yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> shit, they weren't even like like big and yeah, that shit like big and tall came up so much in these last. Oh 10 yeah, years. oh yeah. Because back then, back when in our twenties, bro, all you could wear was a striped polo or like <laughs> yes. without yes. a without a logo on it. Like it would be some weird ass colors, like. Orange and white or some shit they like always like to dress big dudes like Easter eggs. Right. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was all the oh, we options see we had. Like, <laughs> we gonna see you. <laughs> but when like <laughs> that shit's so crazy, man. Just to be talking about back then, like it, it's 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 so important, man. That's why like I consider myself a mental health advocate now. And like we had these conversations because it's like this is this is an experience that other people had. Like to see that fucking FUBU episode of Atlanta and that shit was so real. Like up here, we down in Columbus. You think that this shit is just in Columbus. You know what I'm saying? Bruh, no, like the day I saw the episode, I hit Napoleon I'm like, bruh. <laughs> Have you seen this episode? This episode <laughs> is legit what we went through, bruh. Right. Yeah. So I ain't get mine from Goodwill, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, it's so funny, man. When I first came back to Columbus, man, I used to buy all the fake J's. I don't, I don't buy them shits no more. Now. So, so back to back to mental health and clothes, real quick. So, and this connects to the football jersey. My freshman year, I cut grass, six dollars an hour. Cut grass for uh, my homeboy's dad. It was three of us. He said every summer he get two kids, so they ain't in the street, you know, messing off during the summer. He giving them six dollars an hour to cut grass, and, and at fourteen, you ain't getting a job. In two thousand, you're not getting a job at fourteen, making six dollars an hour. Right. So, I thought I had money. Yeah. First thing I bought was a Fubu jersey. <laughs> I bought all my back to school clothes that summer. You know what I'm saying? My mom didn't spend no no money on me to go to high school. God worked hard all summer. I did all my own shopping. I thought I bought all the stuff that I thought was cool. Went to Virginia the very next summer to visit my dad. And I pull up in a FUBU t-shirt, and my cousin was like, what you got on? We don't wear that up here. Uh, <laughs> you hurt. know what I'm saying? Hurt. So if you're not confident in who you are, yeah. if you don't have the mental stability, I, my whole, I, I was just all like, bro, you know, I could have been done. Yeah. I couldn't, because we went to a lot of parties. That, you know, they had like teen clubs and stuff. I, I could have been done before I even got off the plane, but you know. Nah, I, I start I start off with our final thoughts, and I'll say like, uh, one of the most insidious words in the English language I've always believed and I still believe is normal because yeah. people will say normal and then you nor, there's no such thing as normal. Long story short, like normal in Georgia is different than normal in Virginia, which is different than normal in New York, which is different than normal in Cali, which is different than normal in Houston, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then we can even go outside the country. So like if anybody ever, you know what I'm saying? People call me weird. And think it's a slight. I call them normal because they the same. Like, bro, you yeah. don't. I don't. I don't want to be the same. I am me. I no, am that's him. That's okay, a bar. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? 
So I, I always feel like that, man. Just whatever you do, if you truly feel it, that's you. Be that. Now, if it's something you tr- chasing and trying to reach up to and all that stuff, then that ain't really you, and you might feel kind of awkward about it. Am I doing it right? It's certain shit that I still do. Like, I'm a consumer when it comes to certain shit. Like, when it comes to, I don't know, I, I shit that I can't name right now. <laughs> you said what? Electronics? Uh, maybe, to a certain extent, maybe, but not really. But, well, you know. that was me speaking for me. But, but now, nah, when it comes to certain shit, I could say TVs, but I know quite a bit about TVs. But, like, even let's say TVs. If you don't know, like, if it's... 1080p or 4k or the or the 120 hertz or 240 hertz yeah uh, if you don't know all that shit that's cool just buy what they tell you is hot and then if somebody you know shown on you about it then cool that that ain't my bag my nigga fuck it like i just bought this shit because that's what they told me you know better cool let me know and don't be afraid to be like well this ain't my bag i don't know if you know more let me know but don't ever be like if it's some shit you know don't ever waver about the shit you know if you know about TVs or video games or J's or music or whatever it is that you say is your bag, if you know about 80s, 90s, 70s music, can't nobody tell you about that because you you an expert. You're an authority in that. I don't listen to this when my grandma and such and such or my mama or my auntie, whoever you might have been listening to with. So they can't tell you about the temptations of Frankie, Belli- Frankie Beverly and Mays and all this stuff. I know all of them. Like you trying to tell me about this, but I know about it. So, like, whatever you do, just stand on it, and you're going to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's my final thought. Yeah, y'all, y'all got one? I'm, I actually understood everything you said, so threw me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, we go on a soliloquy, boy. You know, it's time to doze off real quick. But <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I totally agree with everything you say, man. Um, this episode and. Was brought to you by the good people at Face Beard Bully. Face, yes, F A Y E S Beard Bully. Beard Bully. Go over there, check out the Instagram, check out the website, uh, and use and apply discount code Homeboy at checkout. Get your fifteen percent off. Appreciate you, Faye. Yeah, most definitely. And I double tap on that. Say that. Go to, on Juneteenth, June nineteenth, which is this Saturday, I believe. It is. Go to Faze Beard Bully. Support a black business. Oh, yeah. Support a black podcast and spend your black money. And even if you're not black, guess what you can do? If you ever think about reparations, slavery, (laughs) any type of guilt, go ahead. Go ahead. Make us go ahead. You feel good. We feel good. Everybody feel good. It's a win-win situation. Definitely. We're, we're going to put on Instagram. We're going to ask you to name all the black businesses you're supporting this, uh, this Juneteenth. Uh, Faze Beard Bully, it's time for my re-up, so she'll be getting my money. And good people at Young King, Young King Hair Care. I am yes, definitely running out of deep conditioner. So, uh, well, leave-in conditioner. I treat, I use it as a deep conditioner. But, oh, well, go ahead. <laughs> Shit. That's hard to follow. I just say I'll add to go back to your final thought, man. Like, because we all had different experience, man. Just be okay with your experience. You know what I'm saying? Be okay when when you haven't experienced shit confidently because i didn't like i i didn't go through that shit confidently like that shit to if i'm being real about it man that shit shaped like how i grew up as a man and so much of like my manhood is just finding confidence in the spaces that i didn't have confidence in and like that's okay too you know what i'm saying like i used to feel like a failure 
or I used to feel less than because I didn't have certain confidences that other people had around me, but I still worked at it. Like, and I still, and I have reached a place where I do have a confidence and it's life changing. So like, be okay wherever you are in the journey. Absolutely, of all and, this. At, and at the end of the day, life is about growth. Nobody's a hundred percent on everything. Like yeah. you start off at one, then you're gonna grow into two, three, four. That's what life is about. It's about growth. So if you came out perfect, you know what I'm saying? Holla at me, Jesus. And another black business to support on Juneteenth is 121 Dreams LLC. So if you have a podcast that you want to get put out, man, fucking hit me up and. And let's set that shit up. No, no, no. Yes, You're sir. telling yourself short. You in need of audio recording. High quality. And video. High, High quality. quality audio and video recording. Definitely contact eMoneyBag at yeah. 121 Dreams. Or yeah. Pretty Fly for a Fat Guy on underscore on, on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> there you go. Go there. Go yeah, there, yeah, because it's not just podcasts. You got a, you got an audio book you need. You got, oh hell yeah, you know, and, and if you got to just voiceover, if you want to practice doing public speaking, let him record you. You can listen to yourself talk back. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. This has been another healing edition of <laughs> my homeboy's podcast. This is my homeboy E Money Bags, aka Mister Be Safe, aka Mister One Hundred Twenty One Dreams, aka. <laughs> Easy money. I think that was the only one you left out. Pretty, pretty, pretty fly for a fat guy underscore on underscore. Instagram. Yeah. And this is my homeboy, my twin, my first male role model. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first example of black male achievement, <laughs> Twan. It's crazy you said that because, like, I'm super proud of my goddaughter. Yeah. Like, I taught her to multiply in, like, second grade, like, and she caught on Damn. and was killing it. Like, really, she taught herself how to multiply through me, if that makes sense. And people say, well, Twan, you achieved so much. I'm looking at my goddaughter. like, yo, I yeah. ain't did nothing. You ain't saying nothing yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She graduated high school at 15, bro. Yeah, that's what happened when you pour in the children, though. Man. Yeah, man. But this this my homeboy. Deep. You deep today, bro. A little yeah. bit, man. I've been drinking. Oh, it's the man. liquor. I'm going to call you public pool, bro. You deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the liquor. It's the liquor. <laughs> this, is my, this is my homeboy, public pool, a.k.a. Napoleon. Hey, hey. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And this is, this is. And we out. My homeboy's podcast. My homeboy's podcast. <laughs> we don't do that at the end. Oh, we don't. We don't, we don't. do that at the end. We don't. But we, we, need, we, we need to let you in it. <laughs> <laughs> he doing the intro at the uh at the outro. He doing the intro yeah. for the outro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>